Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Gymnast Nutritionist podcast. I am so excited to be here. This has been in the works for quite a while, and I'm so excited to bring this resource to the gymnastics community. So I want to start off with a bang and talk about what I call normal nutrition versus performance nutrition for the gymnast. And there's a big difference between these two concepts. Both are equally important in terms of helping a gymnast learn to fuel for optimal performance, recovery, and longevity in the sport. But there are some distinct differences, especially when it comes down to looking at nutrition, specifically when we're looking at kind of what you consider healthy, vitamins, minerals, macros, all of that kind of thing. So here's the deal. Most high-level gymnasts never learn to incorporate both of these concepts, and it's a huge reason why we see so many injuries, burnout struggles, and so many high-level gymnasts will fall short of their big goals and dreams. So what is normal nutrition, right? I mean, we live in a world where we're told to just eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. And this isn't wrong. This is exactly what we call intuitive eating. And we're all born intuitive eaters. But this is certainly a large overgeneralization. And it misses a lot of the nuances when it comes to fueling the gymnast. For example, there's something that we call practical hunger, where if your gymnast wakes up at 7 a.m. and she has practice right at 8 o'clock, she may not be a big breakfast eater. She may not be hungry, but time logic tells us that we still need to eat before practice because her body needs the fuel. So someone might argue, well, that's not really intuitive eating because now she's eating when she's not hungry. But that's not the point. The point is making sure that these high-level athletes are giving their body the fuel it needs before it needs it, right? When you go on a road trip, the first thing you're going to do is go to the gas station and fill up your car. You're not just going to hop in the car and say, well, we'll just intuitively fuel today. And, you know, when I can sense that the car is running low on gas, you know, that's when we're going to go to the gas station, right? What if your gas gauge isn't working, right? The same thing happens to high-level gymnasts. There's a lot of reasons why they may not feel hunger. They may not have the ability to sense their hunger cues. There's so many things that will get in the way of that, but it doesn't change the fact that they still need a lot of nutrition. And when we're looking at, you know, competitive gymnasts that are training 20 plus hours a week, they need thousands of calories a day, which is definitely a shock to a lot of parents and coaches. But it's really true when we look at exercise expenditure, biochemistry, and, and physiology of an adolescent gymnast. So like I said, the tragic reality is that most high-level gymnasts are not eating enough. They are chronically underfueled, which leads to massive injuries and struggles down the road. Also something that we call REDS or relative energy deficiency in sport, which we're going to talk about a ton on this podcast. But there's a lot of barriers when it comes to fueling the gymnast. This is a really touchy subject, especially in a sport that has historically promoted thinner and lighter is better. 
So I want to go through the reasons why gymnasts don't eat enough in the first place. And here are some of the most common ones we hear. Number one, a lot of gymnasts struggle to even eat enough when it comes to what I term normal nutrition, right? That's just your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A lot of gymnasts struggle to even get adequate balanced meals three times a day, often because of logistics, right? A lot of high-level gymnasts wake up, they go to school, they go straight from school to practice, and then they rush home, they have to do homework, shower, and get in bed before they do it all over again. And even if they do have the luxury of being homeschooled and maybe they're at gym, that often means they're at gym longer. And so they may spend the whole day at the gym, they may have two-a-day workouts, Um, There's just a lot of logistics that come into planning and packing a full day of nutrition when a gymnast is away from home, especially when things like a refrigerator or microwave might not be available. And then add into that your gymnast who may be what we would call kind of a selective eater or even the term picky eater. And things can get really tight in terms of coming up with ideas of things that they are willing to do. The other thing is we have to look at just the realities of body image and what we call body dysmorphia. Um, A lot of gymnasts become body conscious from a very young age. And as they get older and their body starts to change, they will often start to restrict their nutrition intake. So again, when we're looking at what I call kind of foundational nutrition, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so many of them are not eating enough because of what they see on social media, because they think, you know, if I look a certain way, I'll perform a certain way. And even though we know that that's not necessarily true, that's definitely how the adolescent mind works. I think the other reason that gymnasts, you know, don't implement what I call performance nutrition. So that is the strategic use of food and fluids before, during, and after training to level up performance and focus is because a lot of people are confused when it comes to snacking versus fueling, right? When I work with gymnasts and I'm talking with them and we're looking at their training schedules and they're working out four plus hours a day. And I say, you know, what snacks do you take to practice? And a lot of my older ones will say, well, I don't take anything. I don't get hungry or I don't like to eat during practice. And that right there is really the snacking mindset. And here's the deal. Exercise is stressful to the body. It increases core body temperature. It puts the body into a stress state. And so it's not overly focused on, you know, what we call rest and digest. And so because of that, um, I wouldn't expect your gymnast to get hungry during practice. And I would argue that if she gets hungry during practice, that means she was massively underfueled going into that workout. So it makes a lot of sense that gymnasts would say, well, I don't need anything at training because I'm not hungry, given we live in a culture that tells us to only eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. But when we look at performance nutrition, it's about giving the body what it needs before it needs it. So that's using our brains and science and research and saying, okay, you know, within the first hour and a half to two hours, we're probably going to start to run out of the body's main fuel source during a high intensity sport like gymnastics. And thus we need to strategically replace it in frequent intervals in order to keep consistent performance and focus throughout the workout, right? I tell gymnasts all the time, you know, if you're not fueling your workout, you may only be performing at 50 to 75% in hours three and four of that practice. And if you add that up over time, that is not high quality practice. And so nutrition can really be something you use to separate yourself from your competition. If you're walking into the gym every day, you're fueling your workouts, you're giving your body what it needs to perform at this high consistent level then even towards the end of practice where you will be tired and you will start to be fatigued and to some degree that's normal, if you can still function at you know 75 to 90%, you're going to get a lot more results from the same effort compared to your competition who isn't fueling their workouts. And even though you're both doing all the things, you're conditioning, you're training, you're doing the assignments, you're going through the motions, 
you're going to get more results by proxy of having the right fuel for your body to perform at its highest level. So, you know, a lot of times gymnasts are just told to eat healthy, right? And that's kind of this whole concept of normal nutrition, right? We should eat a wide variety of foods. We know that certain foods are more nutrient dense. They have more vitamins, more minerals, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eat some snacks if you're hungry, but you don't necessarily have to, right? I mean, that's just kind of general advice for normal people. High level gymnasts that are training, you know, 20 plus hours a week are very different. That's where we have to look and say, okay, we know that they need, you know, 2000 plus calories a day. It's a lot of fuel. So we really have to be strategic about timing these foundational meals, adding in snacks, layering on top of that performance nutrition in order to make sure that they're meeting their nutrition needs and allowing their body to repair, recover, and adapt to their training. And that right there is where most gymnasts fall short. I call it the recovery gap where day in, day out, a gymnast isn't getting what they need to not only just do the basic repair recovery work from that previous workout, But there's a third piece to that called adapting to training. And that's the actual get better, get stronger part. And so if you're not even eating enough to support the repair recovery, thus, which is going to lead to lots of injuries and burnout and all the rest, you're also missing out on the gains that you could be getting from your training, even though you're going into practice and you're doing the work every day. So after parents kind of learn about this concept, they're like, well, wait a second. I know that my gymnast isn't eating enough, but she tells me that she's not hungry. She tells me she doesn't want to eat before practice. And so this is where, as a parent, you can provide some coaching. You can provide what we call emotion-focused coaching, which is where you just provide support before or during the meal saying things like, hey, you know what? I know you're really full right now, or you're not hungry right now. It's early. And it makes sense that you don't want to eat any more food, but here's the deal. This is what your body needs right now to be able to help it repair and recover and for you to get better in the gym. And that kind of validating and coaching is very different than parents nagging their gymnasts about eating the green beans, right? Um, We'll talk more on this podcast about my philosophies and approach to picky eating. Um, Kind of the too long didn't read version of that is I don't believe in forcing or coercing or the one bite rule or three bite rule. Um, I would have, you know, four or five years ago as a pediatric dietitian, but uh, like most of us, I had to learn the hard way that that just really doesn't work. And so parents are often worried when they know that their gymnast isn't eating enough They fear that if they try to encourage them, try to get them to finish what's on their plate, you know, try to get them to eat a snack before gym, they worry that they're crossing the line. They worry that they are nagging them. And here's the deal. Going into a long workout with adequate fuel is a safety concern, right? When we think about a lot of injuries that happen in gymnastics, especially at the high levels, a lot of them tend to happen towards the end of practice. And I'm not saying that nutrition is the cause of all injuries, but it certainly is related But there definitely are injuries that happen towards the end of practice where gymnasts are tired, where they're not able to focus or concentrate as well. And gymnastics is a highly technical sport, right? Every split second matters in order, you know, for your gymnast to fall on her back instead of her neck, right? In order to get that twist all the way around instead of, you know, stopping short and then blowing an ACL. Like there is definitely a connection between a gymnast being properly and adequately fueled and her ability to stay safe in the sport. So Again, there's a difference between nagging about vegetables, which again, yes, they're good for us, but they're not going to save your kid versus making sure that your gymnast is eating enough in order for her to be able to focus and concentrate and perform as well as help her body to 
repair and recover. If it's not the whole issue of, you know, your gymnast isn't eating enough, then a lot of parents will say, oh, well, my gymnast is a picky eater and she won't eat any fruits and she won't eat any vegetables. And they're really concerned because they've been taught in this culture that if your gymnast doesn't eat healthy, then she's going to be horrible. You know, her health is going to go down the drain. She's not going to be a good gymnast because we're constantly told that your gymnast has to eat healthy in order to be successful. And we're going to talk all about, you know, the definition of health in another episode. But like I said before, if your gymnast isn't eating enough in the first place, it doesn't matter how healthy her diet is. She could have the most perfect, the most clean, healthy diet. And if she's not eating enough to support her basic needs, to support ongoing growth and development, to support repair and recovery, she will have problems. She will be injured. She'll get burned out. That is inevitable. And eating healthy is not an insurance policy. It's not going to protect you. Now, some of you are hearing me say this and you're like, oh my gosh, I literally can't believe you just said that. I'm not saying that fruits and vegetables don't matter. I'm not saying that eating nutritiously doesn't matter. But if we look at kind of the priorities of fueling the gymnast, the most basic foundational one is adequate fueling. And so that's why I like to help parents say, okay, you know, let's look at normal nutrition, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's make sure all those meals have the components they need to support ongoing repair, recovery, development. Let's strategically add in snacks in there to contribute to overall fueling, to get them from meal to meal. And then let's layer on top of that performance nutrition, or what I call your performance nutrition strategy, to specifically help your gymnast perform her best in the gym. So if your gymnast is, you know, a picky eater or a fussy eater, um, that's not to say that you don't keep trying to support them, but we'll talk more about, you know, what is your role as a parent. And essentially it's your role to provide the what and the when, and it's your gymnast job to decide if and how much, which we've already talked about. There is a little bit of a caveat to that in terms of kind of the minimums and making sure your gymnast is eating enough, but coming from a place of adequacy is very different than just lecturing them on eating their vegetables. Parents also get worried about, you know, their gymnast not eating healthy enough or eating fruits or vegetables or whatever, because they're worried that if they eat certain foods, it's just going to immediately tank their performance. And I feel like I have this discussion all the time with clients. We live in a world where we're told that, you know, if you eat a cookie before gym, you're going to go in there and you're going to be a sloth and you're going to be slow and you're going to be heavy and you're going to perform horribly. Or if you eat a cheeseburger before the meat, you're going to do awful. That's just not how food works in the body. When it comes to your body, all it knows is carbs, protein, and fat. All it knows is the most basic building blocks of food, more specifically things like glucose and fructose, amino acids, lipids. It's not like when we eat, food is then labeled in the body and our body knows, oh, that sugar came from broccoli versus a Pop-Tart. Like that's just not how it works. Oftentimes when we have performance issues related to nutrition, I would say nine times out of 10, it's related to underfueling and inadequate nutrition, or it's related to eating foods that maybe are too high in fat or too high in fiber, and it alters their digestion and how quickly the body can process them, thus the body not getting what it needs. Let me give you an example. Let's say your gymnast eats, you know, a big greasy hamburger and a bunch of French fries, you know, 15 minutes before practice. Some athletes can do that and they will perform just fine. And I really can't argue with that. I would say most of us, if we ate that right before going into a super intense four plus hour workout, you would not feel very well. You would probably feel kind of heavy. Your stomach might get upset. You might run to the bathroom. 
And then probably later on in practice, you just wouldn't feel great. You wouldn't have a ton of energy. Why? Not because there's anything inherently wrong with the burger and fries, but because that just tends to be a higher fat meal. And the fat's going to slow down how quickly the carbohydrate can digest from the bun, from the fries, thus delaying that fuel actually getting into your body, to your muscles, into your brain when it needs it. So it's not that any particular food is inherently bad or fattening or harmful. It's really about looking at the big picture, looking at things that are very context specific and making sure we're giving the gymnast the right foods at the right time to support optimal performance. We teach something that I call the B plus approach to nutrition. And this is essentially saying that, yes, you know, healthy eating is important, right? Vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all that is important, but it's also important to have a wide variety of foods. None of us meets our nutrition needs every day. It's really about um, a sum of the parts and stepping back and looking at the nutrition averages and the mindset and behavior around food is equally, if not more important, right? We all remember, um, you know, COVID quarantine, March, April, 2020, and what happened with the toilet paper, right? You'd go to the grocery store, they'd be out of toilet paper, and you would feel this emotional response. Even if you had 40 plus rolls of toilet paper at home, and you would walk into that grocery store, you would make a beeline to where the toilet paper was. You'd look to see if it was in stock or not when it would be out of stock, you would have this rush of emotions. That is the feeling of scarcity. And when we over-restrict our gymnast nutrition, when we only focus on healthy eating, when we're only promoting clean eating, when we over-restrict the sweets and treats and what I call the fun foods, that will create feelings of scarcity, which will nine times out of 10 lead to overeating, if not binging, food sneaking, and really disrupting your gymnast ability to listen to their bodies and to meet their nutrition needs. So it's important to look at your gymnast diet in the averages and again, focus first on adequate. Something else that we'll talk about over this podcast is there are actually a lot of really interesting behavioral responses to underfueling. For example, oftentimes we'll get parents that will say, my gymnast is obsessed with sugar or she's addicted to junk food. And when we look at what she's actually eating, she is not eating near enough throughout the day to meet her nutrition needs. So she is biologically hungry. So it makes so much sense that her brain is trying to get her to eat these really quick sources of energy because we're wired to stay alive. And that's not a bad thing. Um, We can talk in a whole nother episode about sugar addiction and how it's not actually a real thing. If you actually look at the research, but essentially when a gymnast is under fueled, of course, she's going to want the things that will give her body quick energy. And what parents often find is when they make sure their gymnast is eating enough. And when they strategically add in what I call the fun foods that bring pleasure, they bring satisfaction. That's where it takes these fun foods off the ledge, right? It takes them off the pedestal. It takes some of the luster away so that, yeah, your gymnast is still going to love cookies, but she has no reason to go eat eight of them when she finally gets exposure to them. So in a nutshell, that is a lot about our philosophy. I would say um, fundamentally some of the most important themes that we'll talk about in this podcast. Um, It's my job to help you learn the science and learn the research and then take that and use it 
as you see fit to help your gymnast fuel for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Feel free to reach out, um, email us, reach out on Instagram at the.gymnast.nutritionist, reach out on Facebook. Um, we want this to be a resource that helps and supports you because we know that feeding children and teenagers is a hard job. Feeding high-level gymnasts that are training 20 plus hours a week is an even harder job. And I joke with parents all the time, you know, learning how to fuel the gymnast, it's not in the proverbial parenting manual, right? That of course doesn't exist, right? There's a lot of things that aren't in that parenting manual, but definitely not how to fuel the gymnast. And a lot of the upper level gymnasts that we work with, whether they're, you know, level eight, nine, 10 or elite or college, um, when their parents finally learn, you know, about the adequacy of uh, the importance of adequate nutrition and performance nutrition, they often get kind of upset that their gymnast has made it this far in the sport and they've never learned these fundamental things that really are foundational to everything else your gymnast does, right? All of the training, all the conditioning, all the private lessons, the PT, the strength training, everything that your gymnast is doing both inside and out of the gym will not be nearly as effective if her body doesn't have the nutritional building blocks that it needs. And that's just um, a fundamental fact of physiology and biology. And so we want to start there and make sure our gymnasts have the tools they need to be successful. So with that, I am so looking forward to taking a deep dive in sorts of all other topics with you um, throughout this podcast. We're going to talk all about um, weight and body composition. We'll talk about res and underfueling, about bone health. We'll talk about some of the logistical struggles of, you know, struggling with gymnasts who don't want to eat before practice. How do we, you know, meal plan in a way that um, not only works with the gymnast, but the rest of your family with your crazy busy lives. We're going to talk a ton about nutrition myths in the sport, you know, things that are very seasonal, like fueling for competition and travel, how to support your gymnast, how to know whether or not her nutrition is working, how to know whether or not she's struggling, where to find support. We're going to talk all about all of these things. And I am so incredibly excited. So with that, I will see you next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us if you have any questions. You can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you, or you can learn more about our program by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.